Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, Dave Catalo, and he comes to us with a background in health and, and wellness and, and in safety as well. So uh, I, I love it, Dave, if you can kind of tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now, and then we'll go back in time and ask you a little bit about uh, what you were like as a kid and kind of follow that, that journey from uh, there to now. So what are you up to these days, Dave? Sure. Thanks, Luki, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to... Uh... Uh, join you today. Uh, so yeah, as far as what I'm up to, I'm a health and wellness, and as well as a, a safety leader for a large uh, organization um, in the manufacturing industry. And uh, basically, uh, you know, spend a lot of time actually working within uh, with our leaders, uh, trying to encourage uh, getting uh, you know our associates and everybody involved, and uh, trying to. Um, you know, take ownership of their own health and well-being. Uh, yeah, so uh, spend a lot of time uh, just uh, working within that realm. Sounds good. So if you can go back in time and kind of let us know, what was Dave like as a kid? So some of the early fond memories that you had growing up, what, what were you like uh, kind of as, as young, wee little Dave? Uh, well, I'd say um, I probably started off a little bit more on the, the shy and reserved side. Um, I will say that I was fortunate to fall within a good group of friends mm -hmm. that uh, allowed me to open up and uh, really show my true self. <laughs> and, um, you know, I always took an interest in how, um, you know, from the, from a health perspective, I, I did take an interest in how the body worked and, and whatnot. So uh, I got into uh, some uh, just uh, weight training and that a little bit early. And uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things that I did back there, uh, back then, uh, I realized probably wasn't the greatest uh, for me, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I started. So, so talk to us a little bit about kind of uh, Shy Dave and, and, and maybe getting into that, that group of friends that, that, that helped him open up. So, so what, was that, what was that like? Was, was it kind of like uh, almost kind of like deathly afraid to, to connect and reach out to people, that sort of thing? Or is it more like, you know what, you, you wanted to say something um, and you just needed kind of the right environment to that? So, so walk, walk us through a little bit about uh, kind of that situation. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a comfort with myself uh, okay. component to it. And then there was just the uh, not wanting to... Um, I guess we're at the point there was uh, not wanting to stand out or be, uh, you know, I don't know if there was a bit of fear in mm -hmm. what others would think. Um, but uh, once I was able to, you know, find others that I can relate really well with and, uh, you know, that aspect of being goofy or uh, coming across as, uh, you know, you could be genuine with them and uh, not, uh, you know, you don't need to be reserved or uh, wonder how they're going to think of you. you know? So it was, uh, you know, nice to get in a, in a, a group with uh, kind of that uh, that thought. Cool. And, and can you tell us a, a story about maybe a specific instance that kind of allowed you to say, you know what, now I'm comfortable with these folks and I can kind of be my, my, my true self. Because I know a lot of folks out there, myself included, right? Like you're always worried about uh, kind of the fear of judgment, what people will think of you, whether it's clothes or how you behave, how you talk or all that sort of stuff. But do you have a moment where you, 
you said, you know what, uh, I'm so comfortable with these folks. I can do kind of these these silly things or these whatever things that I don't I don't I don't really care because I know they'll they'll uh, accept me for who I am. Do you, do you have a, a story that you could share uh, about that? Uh, yeah, I think uh, probably the extreme example. Um, you know, we had uh, back in uh, in high school we had a dress code, and then every once in a while you'd have a dress down day. And, uh, you know, again, I, I got to the point where, you know, I had these um, yellow and black kind of plaid type of pants okay. that uh, just weren't, weren't fashionable at all. <laughs> but uh, again, at that point, I was so comfortable with the, with the group and who I was around and that, uh, you know, they'd have my back no matter what. That, uh, that just became a way that I expressed myself and I wore those pretty much uh, during those. Anyways, yeah. Not a not a fashion auto on the side, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and 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 uh, you cut out a little bit, but but what I heard was uh, you had kind of yellow and black plaid pants, and and you had uh, some some friends that were willing and uh, able to kind of accept you, even though your your fashion sense wasn't necessarily at at its at its height at that point. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm the same way where I don't think I have that much fashion sense. I only look good now because uh, my wife usually picks my clothes out for me by <laughs> some of that right so so talk to us a little bit about that the interest in, in in how the body works so so when was kind of the, the first uh, kind of inklings of that was that kind of uh, younger when you were like in elementary school or is it in high school or like what, what was kind of the first um, time when, when you started uh, kind of diving into the inner workings of the human body yeah I think uh, you know I they took a uh, course on uh, just uh, in high school. I think it was grade 11 or grade 12. And uh, it was basically uh, along the lines of uh, kinesiology, human conditioning and whatnot. Okay. Uh, so an introduction into it. And uh, that, that's where you know, I kind of got a glimpse of what, hey, uh, you know, there's actually, I guess, uh, going into grade 12 OAC, trying to figure out what, uh, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. I needed to figure out like uh, the way I was uh, raised, uh, the idea of going to university, then finding a good job, that was kind of what was instilled in me. So I guess you can call it my um, subconscious programming <laughs> was aligned <laughs> with that. Um, so I thought, well, if I'm heading that route, I might as well try to figure out something that I'll enjoy. And yeah, uh, yeah so that, that's kind of, you know, the idea of trying to, I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to, you know, uh, be able to, to do that. And that's kind of how the interest came. Sounds good. And then for those listeners that don't know, uh, OAC is uh, Ontario Academic Credit, and it's actually grade 13. So we're old, <laughs> way back when they actually had a year before university called the uh, OAC. Uh, but but now I think they, they scrapped that and you go from grade 12 to, to uh, straight to university college or post-secondary. So uh, just for folks who aren't familiar with that term. Um, so, so, so walk us through about kind of like getting into, into shape. So, so you took this kinesiology course or, or there was part of the course that had a, an aspect of kinesiology in it and then you said okay this this stuff about the human body is, is kind of cool and interesting and obviously you you went forward to university to, to ultimately take a, a degree in, in kinesiology but what is that kind of path to uh, get it shape and, and and how does it manifest in kind of your your kind of day-to-day -day life yeah so that's that's interesting like the when I was in university um you know I did learn about anatomy, physiology, um, I, I spent quite a bit of time focusing in on ergonomics uh, okay. through university. So about, you know, how does, how does the body work and how do you actually 
um, adjust the way we do things to minimize the risk of injury. So, um, you know, the actual uh, weight training and conditioning side kind of took a sideline. Mm -hmm. um, it was a interest and I, I tried to keep up with it. Um, but uh, honestly, um, you know, towards the end of university and then early on into my uh, career, um, I guess the best way to put it is, you know, uh, when a uh, newly engaged couple puts in a lot of effort to try to look great for their wedding photos. Okay. Well, my wife now, uh, but uh, my, uh, you know, my fiance at the time, you can say we kind of skipped past that stage and went straight into adding the comfort pounds you normally put on <laughs> afterwards. Um, and uh, yeah, so when I first started working, um, I, you can say that I wasn't in the greatest shape and uh, with the demand of the job, other things, other priorities coming up, I didn't really put the time and effort where uh, I, you know, really wanted to, but uh, it wasn't, wasn't happening. So, um, you know, I went through a couple different iterations of, uh, you know, trying the latest fads, uh, you know, trying to adjust my diet, trying to change the exercises that I do. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until I kind of, you know, maybe had an epiphany moment or, or whatnot, where I was like, you know what, this is actually uh, more of a, a lifestyle change that I needed to make mm -hmm. uh, overall, like a holistic approach to it versus trying to hit, you know, you know, work on my nutrition. Okay. And then work on fitness or, or whatnot. Um, and yeah, I think once I, I kind of clued in on that aspect and uh, try to figure out more, so what can I do that I'll be able to sustain over the long run? And, uh, you know, it, that's where I kind of hit the ground running and was able to make some real progress. And, and can you go back to that epiphany? I, I don't know if there was like one moment or if there's a, a lot of little things that kind of led up to that moment, but like, cause, cause it sounded like, um, well, I knew you during those times and then you were a little bit heftier. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you talked about like comfort pounds and stuff like that. Right. And, and, and it's not like, like you're huge or anything, but, um, wouldn't necessarily say that you were kind of the epitome of, of, of health, right? And then you mentioned that you're trying to take a, a little bit more control and then you were kind of, I, I guess, yo-yoing back and forth or you were healthy and not, healthy and not, that, that sort of thing. And, and what was that kind of like moment that said, you know what, I'm going to make a change. Like, like it was, was there a moment or, or, or how did that happen? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a big change in, in the mindset. Like uh, when I was, like when I would go back to the reason why I was doing it or why I wanted to, and, you know, just having a goal of being healthy or wanting to look good. I think those goals were too surface level okay. that didn't let me stick to it when I really needed to uh, or allow me to continue on. Like, um, you know, for, yeah, I want to look good. So I go on a diet and, uh, you know, I try to follow a certain diet plan. Uh, you know, I remember doing the uh, cabbage soup diet at one point, <laughs> okay. right? So it's like a uh, a one week, uh, really intensive and you, you eat certain things each day. But, uh, anyways, and you know, it, it, I lost the weight or like a good amount of weight and, and that, but it wasn't sustainable. Like after it's over, you go back to what you were doing before and things uh, go back and you, you seem to balance out to where your body wants to be. Uh, like you're, you kind of like a pre-step right. disposition there. Um, even with exercising, like I did, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, uh, years back, there was a P90X program. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, so I went heavy and, and, you know, into that and I saw results and it was, it was good. But after I kind of finished the program, time goes on, life gets busy. 
and all of a sudden back to almost square one or, or you know, worse. <laughs> right. Right. So it was, it, that's the kind of yo-yo uh, effect that, that was going on. So, but once I kind of triggered in that, uh, you know, why, you know, why am I doing this? What do I want? And, uh, you know, I dug deeper with the, you know, I wanted to, and, and at that point, um, I already had, I had, uh, you know, I think uh, three, uh, two, two or three kids at the time. Anyway, so I got four, four kids, I didn't mention that, but uh, I had, uh, you know, a couple kids under the belt and, uh, you know, kind of hit home that I, I wanted to be healthy. Um, you know, I'm, I wanted to be able to not only support them, but be, you know, in a position to, to enjoy them as they grew up and do things with them. So, you know, again, everybody has their, their different motivators, but, uh, you know, for me, that was kind of the, what hit home that, uh, you know, I can't, I can't be obese. I can't have high blood pressure and, you know, uh, you know, family history of heart condition, you know, so that that doesn't bode well with where I want to be long term. So again, once I keyed into that motivator, uh, it really helped me uh, stick, stick with it. Yeah, and I think that resonates with, with me as well, where, yeah, that so surface level, I just want to be healthy, look good, um, kind of helps for, for a while. So, I, I mean, I'm not a, a, a huge guy. Most people think I'm, I'm pretty pretty scrawny, relatively speaking. Um, but but uh, I guess during the wedding, I actually was probably at my, my heaviest, right, when, when, when I got married. And then I had, like, extra poundage there that I didn't necessarily appreciate. Uh, and then I think it was a similar thing where if you kind of think about, um, well, when I think about my why, it, it probably had to do with the kids in the sense, you know what, I don't want to be like winded when I play with them, that sort of thing, right? I want to be able to, to keep up and, and, and even, even do better with them so that I can kind of push them to grow and, and, and um, be the best versions of, the, of themselves. And then, yeah, when when you get like doctor's reports with like high blood pressure and stuff of like that, which is new to, to, to myself, then... Uh, yeah, just adding the the extra little bit of exercise and and, and better health and, and eating a little bit better. Um, but but you took it a little bit more to the extreme in the sense that, that uh, you, you've done much more that, that, than I have. Um, but but again, a lot of that stuff's resonating. So 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 what were some of the kind of key changes that that you put into place? So I know know you as someone who uh, started doing triathlons and stuff like that, that like and, and doing runs and things like that. Um, what was kind of the the, the initial build up to that point? Like how, how did you get from, uh, well, I just want to be healthy. Now I have my why. And then what were some of the, the, the changes that you made along the way to kind of help you uh, grab kind of health by, by, by the horns and then kind of run with it? Yeah, sure. Um, I think, well, I kind of used a little bit of uh, management strategy, uh, like I, okay. transferable skills here, right? So yeah, I, got, yeah. uh, I used the uh, draw, see, think approach where <laughs> I kind of set out um, and, and drew an image or try to see, you know, what's that, what, what's uh, an epic target to shoot for? Mm -hmm. And it's almost that laughable goal that you throw out there that you're, you're even embarrassed to say. And uh, so I had that out there and, and a marathon was, was that goal. Um, you know, I actually had a manager. Um, this is when I first started out uh, full-time uh, after university. I had one of the managers uh, basically ask me, say, Dave, when are you going to uh, run a marathon? And I'm like, are you looking at me like as if that's ever going to happen? Right. Like that was, I, you know, I was kind of a little bit insulted for why I was even being asked that question, but uh, you know, it kind of hit home that, you know, well, you know what uh, I do want to make a change. I do want to be healthy. So, you know, what can I do about it? But um, I started off by making, uh, you know, a small, like setting small goals, small targets. So I had the epic target, but you know, how am I ever going to get there? It's not going to be a jump. It's going to be one step at a time. 
so I, I made a, a goal for myself to just start showing up, you know, go, go to the gym. Um, you know, I, actually it was every day of the work week I had to show up. Uh, it didn't matter if I was there for 10 minutes uh, or if I was there for an hour. Uh, the goal was to get there. And, uh, you know, that kind of led to me starting to feel better, getting more energy, um, you know, and that's where I was like, you know what, I could probably do a 5K run. And uh, worked up to that, did a couple, uh, you know, 5K runs under my belts. And in my mind, uh, my actual target of where I thought, you know what, if I can do a 10K, uh, I'd be, I, you know, I consider myself healthy. If I can, if I can do that, not winning a race, <laughs> right. <laughs> not really trying to compete, just being able to, to participate, right? And, uh, you know, I did the 10K, that felt good. And uh, so, again, it was definitely a, a long process, but it got to the point where I'm like, well, if I can do a 10K, why not try a, a half marathon? Mm -hmm. uh, I did the half marathon. And then it came to the point where, you know, marathon still looked scary, but uh, it no longer seemed out of reach. And right. uh, that's yeah. where uh, I think I mentioned it to you. Uh, we ended up, uh, the family and I, going down to Disney uh, to participate in the uh, Dopey Challenge which uh, was a, a four-day race, uh, mm -hmm. basically doing a, a 5K on the Thursday, a 10K on the Friday, a half marathon on the Saturday, and then a full marathon on the Sunday. So I, I think, um, you know, once I finished that last race, that's where the message kind of really sunk home with me. It was like, holy, you know, wow. I, I just did something that I once thought was impossible. And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of, you know, and, and that kind of gave me uh, some confidence that, you know, it doesn't matter in what aspect of life that I'm dealing with, whether it's, you know, uh, my career, my, you know, at work or what I'm trying to accomplish at home, um, you know, just having the right mindset and being able to rally the support behind me and go after it. Uh, it's surprising we can accomplish. Cool. And, and I'd love if you chat a little bit about kind of um, the, the journey, because once you set that epic goal, then everything was uh, rainbows and unicorns along the way. Right? Like, it was all perfect and all that sort of stuff. And nothing went wrong at, at all. Oh, right? absolutely not. <laughs> right? so, but, but I would imagine, obviously, saying that with, with a lot of sarcasm, uh, in that there's probably a, a bunch of challenges along the way. Like, what, what kept you going uh, along the way to, to be able to, well, <laughs> over four days, run up 5, 10, half, and then a full, that, that sort of thing, um, versus someone who, like, just even scoffed at the whole notion of even running at all right yeah. um, what was what was kind of some of those driving things and and if, if you uh, were to give some some swipe some some advice to someone who was uh, kind of on that path or what might you share with someone in, in, in those shoes yeah I think like with with anything in life it's extremely difficult if not impossible to do it on your own mm. so uh, reaching out and uh, you know for one um, making the goals, uh, letting people know about what you're, you're going after, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And uh, just that kind of brings you a whole another level of support. Uh, you know, people are encouraging. Uh, you know, you, you figure that uh, you might get judged or whatnot, but it's totally the opposite. They want to see you succeed and, and they'll help you. Uh, you know, I had a, a good friend of mine who I remember during my uh, first half marathon, um, you know, it was a windy day. Uh, we, we did the one up in Blue Mountain. And uh, for, for the good portion towards the end of the race, I'm hiding behind him as he's blocking the wind for me just to give me a little rest <laughs> resistance on, on, on the run, right? So, um, you know, so just being able to, to connect with, uh, with people, um, rally that support you need. Um, you know, and there, is, there was challenges. Like I, uh, uh, you mentioned that uh, I have completed a, a triathlon, um, you know, a few of them. I, the uh, first year as I was going through, 
uh, I ended up hurting my back uh, about uh, probably halfway through my training program. So there's still a couple months before the races were coming. Uh, but at that point, I was uh, a pretty, uh, you know, it was, uh, I'd say uh, it, there was a, a, a point where I could give up okay. or what do I need to do to actually accomplish what I'm going after? And uh, that's where I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going all in. Uh, I got the support as far as uh, rehabilitation goes. Uh, I did, you know, you're t- you know, they're telling me I need to do stretching. I did a religiously work on uh, different aspects. So uh, again, it's uh, it's one of those things where if you if you are, are trying to accomplish something, uh, barriers do come in the way. Uh, it's just how do you how do you deal with those um, in order to uh, get get what you're going after and. You know, I, 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 at no point am I trying to suggest uh, working through and uh, going through and trying to, um, you know, what is it, uh, the idea of being injured and uh, just uh, tough your way through it. That, that's not the case. Uh, I definitely made sure that I was healthy enough to actually participate without putting myself at risk. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, giving up would have definitely been the easier route. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's... Um someone named David Goggins, uh, who recently has, has come out and he's kind of like the, the toughest man in the world where like he, uh, like, oh, I forget what, what the races were, but some like ridiculous, like 24 hour races where I think he had like, uh, I don't know, torn uh, one of his ligaments and, and then he still kept on running and running and running and put himself through, through a lot of hurt. But we're not suggesting anyone do that. Uh, as, as Dave said, like make sure that you're rested and recovered and all that sort of stuff because there are some some very exceptional people out there and uh, that there's um, kind of other people who at least can, can kind of uh, reach their goals. But at the same time, like um, having thought that uh, a marathon was like totally out of reach and then being able to achieve it. And there's so many things that, that are, is out there for you to be able to achieve it as well. So uh, I love if we uh, took a bit of a, a bit of a detour on, on the health side and go into more of the business side, because uh, I know that you ended up uh, doing your, your MBA and I think you just recently completed it or at least most of it. Um, walk us through kind of that journey and completing it. And I know you were starting a business and you were like selling like candles and stuff online. So like walk us through a little bit about the, the, that other side other than, than just pure health side of yours. Yeah. Uh, so uh, definitely trying to take a holistic approach just to my life. Like I, I didn't want to, uh, and I don't define myself by my career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically what I'd like to say is that I'm always learning, uh, creating and sharing, trying to you know, develop personally, but also uh, support and help others. Um, so uh, with regards to, you know, like, uh, you know the, the MBA was just another opportunity to uh, level up my own skill set and uh, help me in, in that regard. Um, obviously, transferable skills that I can apply into my role, uh, uh, you know, with, within the current organization that I'm working within, mm-hmm. but, uh, but also just as far as other, other opportunities, uh, you know, can definitely leverage that. Um, you know, the, the candles, again, that I think was more, uh, you know, again, the idea of learning how to do something um, you know, honestly, where that came from was uh, we were, uh, this was back in 07, 08. We were, we were in the, the economic downturn. Things weren't okay. looking that great. Um, you know, I was in the, the previous economic downturn. Not yeah, the previous one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and young family. Uh, and I'm just trying to set things up. And one of the things that uh, I was uh, piecing together was a, um, what is it, emergency kit for, okay. for the family. 
And, uh, you know, so I, I did some research and uh, saw that these um, soy wax candles were, were the, you know, they, they, they're natural, so they're not as carcinogen as the regular paraffin wax or whatnot. Okay. Um, they burn, they last longer. Um, and so I, I was like, okay, well, let's get those. And then I looked at the price tag. <laughs> I was like, wow, these things are expensive. Hmm. Uh, so why don't I figure out how to make them? So that, that's what I did. I ended up uh, learning how to make them. And then, uh, you know, my wife asks me, well, what if you put uh, some scent in them? Can, can you do that? Right. And then it led to, to scent, color, and the different kinds. And yeah, it was just uh, something to play around with. And then eventually other people showed interest in them. So I started to, to sell them a little bit, but uh, never really took it anywhere further than that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, just a hobby. It's more of a hobby to kind of explore that I could make it and, and learn new things. And, and uh, if, if you ever wanted to and, and turn that into a, a, a business or a, like, I don't know, Amazon dropshipping, <laughs> do that at, at some point in time. But um, as we start to kind of uh, wrap the discussion, if you can go back and, and give uh, young Dave in whatever aspects of, of, of your career path, like what are some of the, the swipes that you'd want to share with yourself at the, at the various kind of uh, milestone points uh, throughout your life? Sure. Um, I think um, one of the biggest things is being more visible. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, a lot of points within uh, my career where, you know, I was acquiring the training. I was, you know, doing my job and I believe I was doing it well. Um, but unless you actually um, self-advocate and, uh, you know, uh, connect with others, provide a sense of shared value, uh, a lot of those things, you know, there, there's other, a lot of those things may uh, just be expected, right? It's not, it, it doesn't kind of separate you or, uh, it'll give you those opportunities. Um, not, and, and again, I think part of it is letting others know what you want or what you're going after. Sure. Um, you know, so um, it, again, this is going uh, several years back now, but uh, I kind of created a, a plan for myself where I set that epic target for a career. Where did I want to go? And uh, I recognized where I uh, was at the time, what I've been able to accomplish, what experiences I've accumulated. And uh, then started mapping out what, uh, you know, what might be my next steps. And that's honestly how the MBA came a level on that, thinking of, you know, what I was aspiring to be. Mm -hmm. That would be a stepping stone that would help me get there. Um, so I, I think if I would have taken that approach a lot earlier in my career, uh, definitely would have uh, helped, helped me along uh, versus uh, just, uh, you know, going uh, the traditional road, I guess. Right. And, and what I took from that is, um, I mean, well, first of all, even know what you want in, in general, right? <laughs> because before you can tell other people what you want, yeah. you have to know what, what you want. And uh, I know a lot of folks out there who are uh, kind of like they're going with the flow and just kind of um, going through whatever comes their way, which I mean, has its merits and, and has its value, but but also it's, it's kind of very reactive to whatever is given to you versus being more proactive to say, hey, I want to do this goal, like become a leader, an executive or whatever it is that, that I want to do and be able to uh, uh, kind of uh, carve a path there versus, well, if they notice me, then they notice me. And if they want me as, to get promoted, maybe I'll do that versus putting up your hand and saying, hey, you know what? I, I 
uh, I, I like it when you, you said like self-advocate and say, you know what, this is what I want to do. Like, I, I'm not necessarily at that level right now, but I'd love to have these opportunities to, to grow and to put yourself out there. I think is, is definitely a key skill. Definitely something I relate to as well, because I don't think I was as visible as I could have, should have been. And uh, it, it, it uh, I mean, obviously, I'm in pretty pretty good state right now, but uh, if, if I was earlier in my career, I probably would have been in a different spot as well. So are there any other kind of uh, pieces of swipe or, or stuff I wish I knew earlier that you'd share with yourself as well? Maybe one or two others? Uh, yeah, so I, I think maybe going back to the, the health side, um, could have keyed in on it a little bit earlier. Like uh, it's surprising that what seems so basic has such a huge impact. Uh, you know, from the example of uh, staying hydrated, <laughs> you know, mm. drinking great glasses of water, starting off with two cups as soon as you get out of bed, uh, does a, a huge uh, favor for your mind and just your presence. Um, getting enough sleep, at, you know, trying to get in uh, good quality sleep and, uh, you know, staying on top of that. And obviously, uh, nutrition, uh, the idea of uh, we are what we eat, <laughs> you know, I kind of hear that saying before, but, uh, you know, the, the, it's true when you look at the whole foods trying to eat, you know, more vegetables and, and natural products, uh, getting those vitamins and minerals, uh, there's a lot of that help us uh, perform and, uh, you know, uh, versus the traditional North American diet, uh, which does provide, uh, you know, uh, less dense um, nutritional values. So mm -hmm. you're not getting the bang for your buck uh, for what you're intaking. Um, yeah, and I, I guess uh, the last one would be mindset. Um, okay. you know, keying in on uh, that uh, positive can do, uh, you know, having some certainty that uh, you can accomplish uh, what you're going after. Uh, and uh, with that, it'll help you get to the actions needed to actually get the results that you're looking for. Right. I, I think both of them are super important. So on the health side, obviously, if, if you're not taking care of yourself physically, then then it makes the mental stuff really hard <laughs> as well. And then uh, obviously the, the mental stuff is, is kind of the game, right? So there, there's so many people who um, like physically, we all kind of have the same number of hours. Um, we're relatively kind of the same from a health perspective, um, but it's oftentimes that, that mindset uh, that, that, that uh, really sets people apart. Um, and, and some conversations that I've been having with folks is, is I mean, le less about like kind of the, the positive and negative, because a lot of those things are quite subjective. Uh, and, and the conversation for, for us has turned to um, kind of the, the appropriateness of, of certain um, emotions and, and, and uh, uh, attitudes that you have. Um, and, and then also being a little bit more purposeful, because like the, the, the negative emotions sad and angry and stuff like that they serve a purpose and like if if um something something traumatic happens to you you should probably be sad or angry at that point right you, you don't want to go to a funeral and be like oh i'm so happy and happy go lucky right there's appropriateness to it but the other part is also being uh, uh purposeful in, in your thinking which which i think is is kind of the, the new um I guess, vocabulary that I'm using what, instead of kind of positive and negative, um, because it, you can be thinking kind of quote unquote negative things. But if you're purposeful about that, it's like, I want to be sad because I just lost someone that was close to me, that that is, is uh, appropriate and, and, and worthwhile versus saying, you know what, I, I no longer want to purposely do that because it's not serving me. And, and um, that, that becomes kind of uh, a different sort of uh, attitude and, and thing to consider. So um, thanks so much, Dave, for sharing your, your, your insights, your, your swike, and, and a little bit of your journey. And hopefully we'll have you back 
for a future episode. But uh, where, where can folks uh, connect with you if, if they want to do so? And uh, I guess, are there any kind of future aspirations or things that we can look forward to hearing uh, from you in the future? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can connect with me on LinkedIn at uh, Dave Catalo. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, currently finishing up my uh, holistic nutrition coaching um, okay. program. So uh, looking forward to uh, getting uh, that completed and, uh, uh, you know, be able to support others and uh, maybe some uh, courses uh, down the road as well. Sounds great. So thanks again, Dave, for, for sharing your insights on, on health and, and safety and, and uh, even some of the, the business stuff and candles and whatever. <laughs> but thank, thanks so much for, for joining us and uh, hopefully we'll have you back for another episode. That sounds great. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.